Hello and welcome to Pastor Well. I'm Herschel York, Dean of the School of Theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm also pastor of the Buck Run Baptist Church in Frankfurt. Pastor Well is dedicated to helping servants of the Lord Jesus Christ be faithful in ministry. We do that by talking about important subjects, things that we're going to face as pastors and how to navigate those things as we serve the Lord in our churches. Nothing could be more significant than the way we get along with and treat uh, pastoral staff and other staff members. If you are in a church that grows and you add staff, you're gonna have other pastoral staff, you're gonna have office staff perhaps, you're gonna have people that work at the church, everyone from an associate pastor, worship leader, all the way to a janitor or a building manager. And if you're gonna serve the Lord well, you need to know how to treat them, how to get along with them, uh, how to respect them. And there are a few things that I've learned through the years that have helped me both manage and befriend and encourage and serve the Lord with my staff. One thing I would tell you is you really need to be convictional. And by that, I mean, you don't want anybody that works for you wondering what you believe about key issues of the day and specifically about your ecclesiology and the way things should be in the church. I think great leadership always arises out of conviction. You really can't lead if you're not convictional. Your leadership is based on your core beliefs, your core convictions. And as a pastor, you need to be really clear about that. So in an era, for instance, where we're facing so many issues about sex and gender, you can't allow staff to guess what you think about these things or wonder how you would teach these things or react to these things. You've gotta be very, very convictional. Furthermore, you're, you really need to be predictable Sometimes I think people think that predictability is a bad thing. I argue exactly the opposite. I think predictability is one of the greatest marks of good leadership because when you are clear in your convictions and very predictable in your reactions and in your demeanor, this means that people know how to make decisions even when you're not there. I believe that if People who work with me and for me are sitting in a room going, what do you think Dr. York thinks about this? That means I've failed because I've not been clear in my convictions. I've not been clear in the way I respond to things. And I want, I want my uh, associate pastors to know, for instance, oh, he, he would not, this, just, this is not the kind of thing that would bother him at all. We don't need to be uptight about this. He's not gonna be uptight about this. I want them to know that. I want to be consistent, not just in my convictions, but in my reactions and response. I think pastors need to take volatility out of their ministry. You don't need to be volatile. You don't need to pop off. You don't need to, be ex to explode. You don't want to be that guy. You want to be calm and cool. Uh, my mantra is never let them smell fear or anger on you. And if you're the kind of pastor that's responding in fear because you're worried about reactions or in anger uh, because you don't like what's going on and you've got to show people your anger and displeasure and withhold your approval. I, I think that just makes people around you really, really nervous and 
they don't know they don't know how to react to situations. But when you're clear and convictional and you're predictable, they are really empowered to make decisions even when you're not there. They know exactly how you would react and and they react accordingly. They make decisions. Uh, so you need to be clear about expectations to them. Talk to them about the way you want church members treated. Talk to them about the way you want them to have their own personal walk with the Lord. I mean, you can't assume these things. Talk to them about the way you want them to treat women with respect, the way you want them uh, to practice uh, really godly uh, relationships, just totally above board, the way you expect them to handle money and just be completely uh, free from blame. I mean, you need really to make that a priority and something you talk about. And when you're clear about expectations, then you can hold them accountable. But frankly, when you have good people on staff and you're clear in expectations, people usually live up or down to your expectations. And so set the bar high, live to it yourself. Don't ask them to do what you're not doing and model that for them and be clear in your expectations and then empower them to act. When you give somebody a job, don't be always looking over their shoulder. I don't, I don't even understand that. that that's, that's not my, my manner. I, I like to give someone a job and then entrust that to them. And we don't really need to talk about everything unless they're not following through on their job. And man, God has blessed me with wonderful people around me, the men and women that work around me, both at Southern Seminary and at Buck Run Baptist Church are just amazing. I think I'm clear in my expectations and boy, they're clear in the way they do them uh, because they're empowered and I trust them. I think trust is an important part in any relationship. They need to be able to trust you. You need to be able to trust them. If you don't, there's a problem and you need to figure that out because you simply can't work alongside someone uh, very long if you don't trust them. Encourage them, thank them. Uh, it's just a, a part of a pastor's vocabulary to say, thank you for doing that. Man, I, I noticed the way you treated that church member who was a little uptight with you and you, you were so gracious. I just wanna say that that was fantastic. I was so blessed and impressed by the way you handled that. Man, that is, food for their souls, to hear you say thank you. And I noticed when you catch people doing things right, they do more right things. You always reproduce whatever you honor. So honor them for doing their job well. And man, th this makes them want to continue to do the right thing. And a key principle is that you put their needs before your own. By that, I mean, I tell all the, the people that work with me, look, I'm so glad you work here. I hope you stay here a long time. But if ever you say, you know, this isn't working out, this isn't really what I want to do, I'd like to look for some other place, some other job, you don't have to hide that from me. Uh, I'm going to help you find the place of service that you want. I'm your guy, I will be your best friend in that, unless they've done something that is disreputable, dishonorable, uh, I'm gonna help them find a place of service. 
even if I don't want them to go. Even if they've been a blessing to me, and I, man, I hate to lose you. I'll have that conversation. I really, really don't want you to go anywhere, but man, if that's what you wanna do, I'm gonna help you do it. And I never penalize somebody for doing a good job. If someone has done a, a great job in the position they're in and some other position, even in our church, opens up, and they say, I'd really like to do that. I don't say to them, no, you gotta stay where you are because you do such a good job of that. I can't imagine anybody else doing that. If you look at the history of the pastors who've served with me at, at Buck Run, a lot of them came in as interns, then got a permanent position, and then went from a permanent position to a pastoral position. And even uh, I've had three executive pastors who started out in another job, and we saw very quickly, I mean, they, oh, they can handle these logistic issues. Man, when we built our building, I mean, you're talking overall, uh, uh, the building itself cost over, you know, somewhere between seven, $8 million. The whole project, about a $12 million project. You know, I get a lot of credit for it. I did virtually nothing between a key layman in my church and executive pastors that just said, I'm going to handle this for you. And we're taking care of the daily stuff. I, I did very, very little. I, when we were building our building, I couldn't even stand going out there on the job site. It just looked I just thought, well, this is never going to be right. It's too dirty and muddy, and I, I just didn't enjoy the process at all. But I didn't have to. I had guys I trusted and empowered, and they did that. They were they were just wonderful at it. And I didn't keep them down because, and didn't say, no, you're great at, at being a youth pastor. I'm not going to let you be an exec pastor. They they aspired to something else. They, were, they showed uh, a... Uh, propensity for that. I wanted to empower them to do that. And don't penalize them for doing a good job. If they come to you and say, you know, there's this position open in another state that I'd really like to be considered for, uh, don't be hurt, don't be wounded. Be their uh, defender, be their advocate and say, if that's what you wanna do, I'm gonna help you do that. You just don't lose because the people that work with you and for you, they talk to each other. And in the future, people that come to work for you will talk to the people who used to work for you. And I want them to universally say, man, he treated me so well. He treated me with honor and respect. That just, that just helps you do your job. And when you treat people that way, you're working together, you're pastoring together, you're shepherding together, and it helps you pastor well. <laughs>